Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes your thoughts will come and go. Try to clear your mind, but confusion won't let you know. That deep inside, there's a sacred place where all uncertainty can be raised. I never learned to know myself, and I was afraid. Right now, I need to heal myself. Well. Just like a bruised head that runs so deep. I spent my life just being asleep. It takes enlightenment to know that what you learn is toxic. It takes enlightenment to know that you can learn toxicity. Good morning. This is Sunday Mornings with Enlightenism, and I am your co-host, Enlightenist teacher and consciousness practitioner, Carolyn Kelly. And I would like to welcome you to our Sunday morning broadcast service and to let you know that opening song is Enlightenism. That song was written especially for this broadcast. And listening carefully to the song, the words of the song speak to what Enlightenism is, what it does, and how it works. In this moment, I want to thank you for listening to this broadcast. You, the listening audience, both domestic and international, for tuning in to Sunday mornings with Enlightenism. Enlightenism is a new way to think and live. Enlightenism is for everyone. And it is especially for individuals seeking a new way to think and live, using a new system of thought. And the way we move into a new system of thought 
is to unlearn those beliefs and values that have rendered us ineffective in our own life. On this path, you come to know that you have everything that you will ever need for the journey. As you move into enlightenism, allow yourself to know that it is important to understand that you are unlearning the old conditioning patterns and are now establishing yourself as victim-free. Allow yourself to know that this new system of thought is your connection with the divine, the wholeness in you, and that it is sacrosanct. And when you know this, you stop using the woven patterns of education, history, tradition, religion, race, and societal misrepresentations and misinterpretations into your beliefs and values. You take responsibility for your beingness, and you walk into each moment of your life knowing that you are whole, perfect, and complete, and have everything you will ever need for the journey. You are an enlightenment, knowing that all your moment-to-moment activity is moving and being in a new system of thought. That new system of thought is faceless, formless, and colorless. And in those moments, you reveal the greater I within. Now, each Sunday morning and each moment of my life, it is my joy and my accepted responsibility to bring insights that are useful in your moment-to-moment living. My intentions for all insights is to demonstrate how you can understand that Enlightenism is a clean, clear, creative, and usable philosophy, and how you can apply it in your moment-to-moment living. Now, before I begin my insights, I want to remind you that this broadcast and all of our broadcasts are available on iTunes, Apple, and Google. By typing or speaking into your device, Malcolm Kelly, Log Talk Radio. I also recommend reading Brother Malcolm's latest blogs, which he does a weekly blog. And I would recommend that you read his latest blog. Now, this Sunday... I will continue my insights on Brother Malcolm's blog from last week, How to Create a Powerful Mind. And I want to begin, as I did last Sunday, with Brother Malcolm's opening statement, I know a place free of pain. This place is Enlightenism. Enlightenism is unconditioned consciousness. It is colorless, faceless, and formless. Now, on how to create a how to create a powerful mind, which is what 
the broadcasts are always about how to heal yourself, how to open to this power that you were born with. You were never born lacking. You just learned that along the course of the path that you were on. What I know is that your first step must begin with a desire and commitment to get out of pain. Because what I understand is you cannot create power from powerlessness. There must be an understanding and an acceptance that we were born with everything that we will ever need for the journey, that we were born whole, perfect, and complete, and we don't need any acceptance or accolades from outside. What we need is to understand how we arrived at the pain that we are experiencing. And when we can do that, when we can understand the detours, the, the detours that we've taken along life's journey to get us off center, then we can reposition our compass back to the power that we were born with. A child born into this life has catch-up to do because we teach them that they have to get an education, they have to be religious, they have to do this, they have to do that. We don't tell them of the power that they were born with. When we talk about dysfunction, we must stop creating the dysfunction and living off the food of dysfunction so that we begin to accept and understand that we are living in pain, that we continue to cause the pain, that we can overcome the pain in our lives. We can make the statement that Brother Malcolm's opening statement says, I know a place free of pain. When we can stop taking the detours of religion, society, race, lack, limitation, and struggle, those are detours that take you off the path of the power that you were born with. When you understand, as I did, when you understand that there is one big deterrent that dances around politics, education, society, what I learned in my journey was that religion was the biggest deterrent because I had nothing to do. God was going to fix it all. When we began to understand that we are born with all the power that we will ever need for the journey, then we must accept that this is a true notion of who we are, the individual. There is no force that is going to fix our lives. We are the force. We are the power in our own life. And when we build from that power, we create a powerful mind. And from that powerful mind, we create powerful activity. 
the activity of being in that power. When one comes to detour you from that power, you understand what is happening. You understand that you are now off that road. You are on the road to creating a powerful mind. This happens moment to moment, not day to day. I refer to the book Enlightenism often on this journey. Because when I am swayed, sometimes with feelings of loneliness, sadness, maybe even incompleteness, I understand who I am feeding the wolf that I am feeding, that I am feeding lack, limitation, and struggle. I understand in my activity who I am aware of being which is what Enlightenism asks. Who am I aware of being? When I'm angry, when I'm having these feelings of isolation, the more that I have those feelings, the more that I begin to understand that I am unlearning that path that I crossed for so long in my life, that I am building a powerful mind. I am creating in my thinking, in my activity, with everything that I do, that I am creating a powerful mind. I am not moved by some of the things that I was moved by before. I was not moved by all of the things that I should be moved by. For example, what people say I should be moved by. I am not moved by those things anymore. And what is important in creating a healthy mind, in creating a powerful mind, that it works in all areas of your life, eating, sleeping, speaking, just in being, that that powerful mind is working all the time. And as we grow, we grow to unlearn those beliefs and values that have rendered us ineffective in our own life. We are on the path of understanding the Enlightenism affirmation and acceptance that I read each Sunday and have you repeat after me. And so now it's time to continue to create, building a powerful mind. It's time for our Enlightenism, affirmation, and acceptance. I'd like you to take a deep breath and hold it and release it very slowly and repeat the Enlightenism affirmation and acceptance after me. In this moment, and in every moment of my life, I overcome the pain in my life. I awaken to the greater power within me. I am seated at the table in my own life. 
I have the power to heal myself of the pain that I have caused myself. I am free of the information given to me by others. I take responsibility for my life. I accept the truth about me. I was born whole, perfect, and complete. My vision of life is clarity. It is from a faceless, formless, and colorless view. My wakefulness is the unconditioned consciousness of being. My life and activity are the practice of unconditioned consciousness. I accept that I have everything I will ever need for the journey. My journey is enlightenment, and that is the journey home. And now, I give you the enlightenment prophet and creator of a new system of thought for those seeking a new way to think and live, Brother Malcolm. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Carola. You already have a powerful mind. And you keep adding to it every day. Great Absolutely. Every moment of every day. <laughs> and, and you know where the place is. So you found the place in your mind of the lightness. So you Absolutely. know where there's a, a, a place within you where you can overcome pain in your life. Great insight. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing those wonderful insights with us. Okay. Yes. I, you. You're quite welcome. Okay, I'm Brother Mom coming to you live from the Enlightenism Zone. I want to welcome all of you to Power Mind Broadcast. It's a healing of the mind broadcast. I am going to continue with what I talked about last week. I'm going to talk about the King James Version of the Bible. But I'm doing. I'm tying it into going beyond confusion. Going beyond confusion about who you are, confusion about God, whether the limitless power is within you or it's outside of you in the sky. All of these things cause individuals to take different positions in the world, and there's no right or wrong position that you take in the world. Because there's no such thing as right or wrong. What you operate with is a belief system based upon your awareness of being, based upon what you believe about truth and untruth. All of the things come from a change the belief system, you change how you think and live. So what I say to you today, if you had, if we had had a different person other than a king, the other than King James, to 
rewrite the Bible, give the interpretation of the version of it, then you would have a different belief system. You would have some understanding of yourself about the meaning of the metaphors, or you want to call them parables or metaphors. You'd have a better understanding for yourself, and you wouldn't be in confusion. Like little boys and girls, when I was going to Bible school, and I used to talk about Lot's wife turning back. So don't turn back and look back where you came from because you'll be like Lot's wife and turn the salt. I was afraid that if I looked back, I was going to become salt. I didn't understand the metaphor that salt is bitter. That you will get bitter turning back to look at things work that you have left behind. You get bitter about it. But salt is a metaphor. And when this is what I call confusion, and this confusion makes you think it's the absolute truth. Yes, pick up your Bible today, open it up, and somewhere in it, it will have wise King James Version. Authorized. Now, I don't know who authorized it, but someone has authorize this. Now let's talk a little bit with a little just with a little insights here on this whole thing about the Bible and confusion as it relates to you. You take the first five books of the Bible. That's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Somebody told me one God wrote those. God wrote the Bible. God wrote all of this. And if you dig a little deeper, and some of the people have spent some time digging a little deeper in terms of the so-called uh, uh, theologians, the scholars, dug a little deeper and said, oh, guess who wrote the five books of the Bible? Moses. Moses. All of this stuff about in the beginning, came from Moses. He wrote it, supposedly, if you can find anything to say that he ever existed. But he wrote the five books, supposedly, of the Bible. So he's the one that said, this is what God created heaven and earth in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. All that came out of the mind of Moses. Somehow Moses conjured up Adam and Eve. He kept going until he got to himself in Exodus. Now, what I'm saying is that there are millions of people, particularly the poor, the dark-skinned people in the United States of America, who believe that God wrote the first five books of the Bible. And they didn't know that someone Moses, even if you can believe in it, was was not born when the first chapter was written. He wasn't there because by the old writing, it was only God and Adam. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now you think about that for a moment. Then you can say, well... There is some confusion here. Yes, there is some confusion here because the confusion comes from not you, the person who believes what you have been taught, and to believe that it comes from the greater power, the limitless power of God, which you have been taught is outside of you in the sky. So you then believe that these are the words of God, that God is somehow telling you this is the way it happened. No, this is what Moses is telling you, the way it happened. And there's nothing to prove. And many people have done the research that he existed in the first place. So it could be like Socrates. There's no evidence that Socrates ever existed. He never wrote anything. He's, all, he's something that came out of the mind of Plato. It's all Plato talking about Socrates as an individual. But Socrates didn't talk about himself or ever existed. But then people treat Socrates as if he was a real person. That's confusion. Enlightenism is going beyond this confusion. So that you will know that all of these things that you were talking, that we have been told about ourselves, are not really happening. You take the you take the New Testament was written, you know, in the first century AD. This is after Christ. Now, around AD 400, this is 400 years after the death of Christ. Some person, obviously, it was a Catholic person, Saint Jerome, assembled the 39 books of Old Testament and 27 books of New Testament. And it wouldn't be until around 1611 that King James put his final touch on it and say, this is the version, and there will be no further discussion of this document. Because I have creeds that this is what it will be. And this is what this is what the African slaves were taught. This is what all of the the, the Europeans in, in United States were taught. This is passed on. This is what people have been praying about. They've been praying about something that they had not only researched to understand for themselves, but had accepted something from someone else. And the herd mentality was telling them, oh, this is in the Bible. And you had all of these people running around throughout the centuries talking about the Bible and God had called them to, to preach and to do all types of things. God, they were talking about the God of Adam, Abraham, and Isaiah, and Isaac. All of these people that they were talking about, they thought it came from the mind of God when it came from the mind of another man who was writing a story about himself, and he wanted to put a, a, an interpretation to it. And that man was Moses. And you have the God. You have the Gospels from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What's that about? Then you have all that Paul stuff scattered around. 
And now you today in the 21st century believe, and because the world has told you, don't question the word of God. See, now this is where the catch comes in. What Moses has written, what the others have written, what King James has interpreted, they tell you, don't question it because it's holy. It cannot, it's sacrosanct. You cannot touch these words. And then you believe, and then you become afraid. So when I point these things out to you today, many of you will say, I'm just trying to throw shade on a holy book. No, I'm shedding light on a holy book so that you can understand how it became holy in the first place. It wasn't holy by God. It was made holy by men. And no man made it holy were the people from Africa, for example, and the, and the people that believe in all of this in the United States of America. It wasn't from Europe either. So then we say to ourselves, we don't really understand what this is about. So now they tell us, when you ask questions and you discern that you have found some loopholes, you some discrepancies in what people have told you, they said you must have faith that everything that was written came from God. God inspired the mind. Someone once told me that God inspired the minds of those that wrote the Bible. And God's hand was guiding the hands of every word that each one of them wrote. Now, that person had no understanding about what they were talking about because they hadn't done any research. They didn't even know who wrote the Bible. Didn't even know when it came into existence. Didn't even know when King James codified it and authorized it. They would just say it, it's King James Version. And you have people carrying the book around as if it is some type of symbol of God. It's a symbol of man's confusion about God. And that's a different thing. That's different. See, I'm not atheist. I'm not agnostic. I'm a man of clarity and understanding. I don't fall into a category of being against the Bible against Jesus or God or even organized religion, I am talking about if you're going to participate in something, at least have some understanding. The book is not holy by God. The book is holy by man and a man that didn't look like you. I'm going to take a quick break and and I'll be right back. You're listening to Brother Malcolm Kelly's Powers of the Mind Hour, a Healing of the Mind broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Subscribe to the Healing of the Mind broadcast and become a supporter of Enlightenism. Learn how to use the inner mind power of Enlightenism. Enlightenism empowers you to create a new way to think and live. Purchase one of Brother Malcolm Kelly's Enlightenism books from Amazon or go to his blog, Brother Malcolm's Enlightenism Insights. Browse and purchase. You'll be glad you did. Okay, welcome back. I'm Brother Malcolm coming to you live from the Enlightenism Zone. I'm talking today about going beyond the confusions to get your mind clear so that you're not afraid 
to go to challenge things, to understand things, to get off of your knees, to understand that if you're on your knees today, you're on your knees because of a belief system that told you this is the way to do it. And that King James told you to bow before the king, and he wrote it, it's his version of it, and he thought people should bow down to him. And he thought that that's how you access power. That was to show a respect for authority. And this is the mindset that we're using today. Like you thought that God actually created heaven and earth in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested because it was a holy day. And the people in the United States and around the world have bought into this concept. So they think you should work six days and rest on Sunday, even if you're a slave. They will give slaves the seventh day off because God wants them to rest. You wanted them to rest so that people could carry forth their duties as slaves. There's no such, there's no, there's no scientific information whatsoever that can say that heaven and earth was created in six days because, first of all, you don't know what heaven is and you don't know what the creation is. So you don't know this. And even when you don't know things, you just propagate misinformation and keep someone in line. Don't speak up. They ask no questions. They just learn it, come back and regurgitate it, and they all sound the same way. Whatever phrase they're using, they all use the same phrase. Phrase. Whatever they sing, God the Father, whatever they want to use, they use the same phrase. Then they want to change it and they think that somehow they're, they're evolving spiritually. Well, you cannot evolve spiritually until you tell the people that you are talking to how all of this stuff came about in your life and in their life. You tell the people what you're understanding beyond what you have been told by someone else. And so to discover this great power, you have to discover it within yourself. You have to work to cleanse your mind of the toxic beliefs and values that you receive from others. You have to go to a place beyond the confusion in your life so that you know that if you're on your knees praying, you're undoubtedly praying to yourself or praying to a belief system that you believe in, and you think that there is a king sitting somewhere on a throne in heaven looking out for you and answering or unanswering all of our prayers. Think about it. It's a throne on the right hand of God. That's what the man says. He had in the heaven on the right hand of sitting on the right hand of, of God on the throne. God's on the throne. Sitting there. Now that's what King James thought. He had a power. He had a throne. Everyone submitted to King James. So he couldn't do he could his imagination was so limited he could only imagine that which he was aware of. Man had no understanding whatsoever about any of the things. Because if you check closer, the original Bible was lost or destroyed. It was lost or destroyed. Talk to some of the some of the people that know something about Judaism. They can tell you a lot more about it. It was lost. The original version of what Moses is supposed to have written. And then you have all of the other parts of this that have a whole generation, a whole nation, a whole world. 
imprisoned by misinformation and a whole world who thinks that we are so evolved, that we know so much about everything, and we know nothing about spirituality, nothing about metaphysics. Have well-educated people with all types of paperwork and degrees that they have received from all of the universities in the United States of America, and particularly in England, and they all believe the same thing about the book being holy. They don't want to know any different because they don't want to lose their positions in the world. Because the state, something like what I am saying, have a position, the people will take you out of the position because they don't want you to know anything other than the party line. The party line is that this is the way it's supposed to be. Don't ask the King James Version. Know that it's the authorized version. That's the one you believe in. And if the book doesn't have King James on it, don't believe in it. That's what somebody told me. Say, if it's not, which Bible do you have? If you don't have King James Bible, that's not the real one. I'm going to go get you the King James Bible, brother, so you can read the true word of God. This is the true word of God. What you're reading is not. Think about that, folks. And you think about who's telling you all this misinformation. It's your peers. It's the people around you. Oh, it's your parents. It's your parents. It's your grandparents. That's where you heard this stuff in the first place. Make no mistake about it. They didn't know any better because that's what had been passed on to them, impressed upon them. Don't say anything because if you don't believe it, you can't even work in the United States of America. You're not going to be able to work even as a maid, even as a dishwasher. The person is not a Christian. The person does not believe in the Holy Bible as the Word of God. See, when we we reach a place of confusion in our lives where people can, can intimidate us and can say to us that we don't have the capacity to think for ourselves just because you're on your knees today praying, and believing that the book that you read, the Holy Bible, came from God and not taking any information to understand it came from men. And more specifically, you're reading the King James Version, came from a confused king. A man that probably didn't even believe in spirituality or God, except when it was convenient. We're not living in the sick. The 17th century. We're not living back in 1611 when King James is, is, is putting all of this together. We're, we're, not, we're not in that time era. We're in the mythical year 2022. And we should have enough insights now, evolved enough, that we can just have some basic understanding about what it means to turn the salt, the metaphor. What does it mean? You know, it's not a, a liberal interpretation. It's a misinterpretation. So, so I, I'm sharing all these insights with you today, and I'm continuing it from last week because it's very important. It's important if you want to go beyond the confusion. If you really want to go beyond the confusion and say something about the greater power, you have to answer this for yourself so you get the confusion out of your life. Is the question you must ask yourself Is God's limitless power in you or outside of you? 
Is it in you or outside of you? And when you get the answer to that question, then you'll have some insight to the greater power within you. You understand you have the power to go beyond the confusion in your life, a confusion about where you are, confusion about the biblical metaphors, confusion about the, the, the scriptures, every word in the scriptures being written by God, and you'll understand that they were written by human beings, and human beings are fallible. Human beings are not infallible. Human beings make mistakes. They're not perfect in the sense of any type of perfection of dealing with information and language. So when you know that about life itself, then you can place God and a greater power within you as unconditioned consciousness. It's a place within you that's free of pain. It's a place within you that's free of confusion. It's a place within you that you can find the peace and clarity that you need to overcome the pain and suffering in your life. It's a place that you get to after the work on the eightfold path. It's the place you get to when you're born again. All of those, um, in, in the sense of being born again, is a metaphor. It doesn't mean a literal interpretation that you go back into your mother's womb and womb and come out again. It's a rebirth of the mind. There is no power that's this limitless power would entrust, would entrust this limitless power into one human being. It doesn't work that way. It's in all of us. And we have to discover it for ourselves. And when we discover it for ourselves, then you can understand I am greater than the I that I created. I'm Brother Malcolm lighting it up here on Sunday morning, going beyond the confusion. Please go to my blog, uh, Brother Malcolm Kelligan on how to create a powerful mind, continue to listen to this broadcast and subscribe to it and ask others to follow it. I want to thank my co-host, Sister Carolyn. She continues to do the great work on how to create a powerful mind and the Enlightenism mindset. She keeps it real in her own life, so she keeps it real in your life. I'm Brother Malcolm, and I'll be back on the air tomorrow at 12 p.m. I want to Ask Brother Carl Dietrich, a singer from the San Francisco Bay Area, to take us out of here with our theme song, Enlightenism. Have a great day. Check me out tomorrow at 12 p.m. I am continuing to discuss going beyond the confusion. Have a great day. Sometimes your thoughts will come and go. Try to clear your mind, but confusion won't let you know. That deep inside there's a sacred place where all uncertainty can be raised. I never learned to know myself, and I was afraid. Right now I need to heal myself. Well. Just like a bruised that runs so deep. I spent my life just being asleep. It takes enlightenment to know that what you learn is toxic. It takes enlightenment. To know that you can't.